Hello, and welcome back to On This Day in History, a Marion County Library System podcast. On this podcast, we cover special events significant to Marion County. On this episode, we have Ron Devane, Adult Services Librarian, and former South Carolina Tobacco Museum Director, Sharon Platt, Area Branch Manager, and special guest Kelly Williams, who's here today to help us celebrate Women's History Month everybody um we're actually um uh, we're not really filming but um we have a special podcast this day in history um today our guest is kelly williams kelly williams is one of our best and brightest um women in marion county um she is courageous and just such a delight so um wonderful to know and once you know her you never forget her um but she has written a book um and it's called I Am My Ancestors' Wildest Dreams. Wildest Dream, I'm sorry. Um, so, I met Kelly probably, what, a year ago? Yes, it's been a year. Yeah, it's yeah. been about a year ago. She came by um, the Tobacco Museum where I was working, and she wanted to know. We had a copy of the um, History of Mullins, mm-hmm. and she wanted to know if Reeves um, Township was in there. And I got her message at night at home, and I almost started to drive um, back to work and like because I had already heard she was a very, very, um, like a little bulldozer, <laughs> and I was scared. And um, then when I got to work the next morning, I let her know. I was like, hey, yeah, there is a little bit about Reeves Township in this book. Um, I think it kind of shocked us all, don't yes, you? Yes, it did. Um, and she's like, all right, I'll be up there Um in, in a few minutes, and I met her that way and found her to be one of the most delightful human beings I have ever met, and I was like, you're tiny, but you are scary. <laughs> <laughs> so, Kelly, um, first, can you tell me us a little bit about your book? Yes, um, I Am My Ancestor's Wildest Dream, A Legacy Must Live On. Um, what's kind of sparked me to write this book is is basically I have to I have to, I tell anybody before I talk about the book I have to thank my cousin Marvin Page and my aunt Orita Williams because over twenty years ago they both started um, just basically trying to find out about our history about our history where we came from who we are um, and they basically compiled you know, something to pass on from generation to generation, but the, the you know, the research never stopped. Mm-hmm. It was so much more to find out. And if anybody knows about the Reeves here in Mullins, everybody's connected <laughs> so, okay. some way or another. And I, I've always been a history goof. Mm-hmm. I've always been a very inquisitive um, mm-hmm. young tot since I was a little girl. Mm-hmm. And history, my dad always said me I should have been a history teacher because I'm always, I'm just so fascinated about it. And I reached out to my Arita first to just kind of learn about, you know, who we are. I mean, I know my knew my my mother and my father. I knew my grandparents. I knew my great-grandparents. But I didn't know anything else about that. And, you know, unfortunately, um, with American history, African slaves were brought here. And once we was brought here, our history was completely erased. Our name, they stripped us of our language. Mm-hmm. They stripped us of our identity. It was who the slave master who who purchased us wanted us to be. So honestly, probably 90% of the African-Americans that's here in the United States probably don't know a fragment of who they really are. We just know who we are around in our family that's here. And I just want to know just simply who what's running in my blood. 
Did I did I originally come from the continent of Africa? Or did I come from somewhere else? I want to know who my people were. So I reached out to my aunt and I digged through all her papers and she had a lot, but she had this a, a little bit of it. And she was like, but you need to reach out to your cousin Marvern because she actually picked up where I left off and ran with her a little bit further. So I reached out to my cousin Marvern and she was like, I got everything that you need. Plus, I got information on our very first ancestor that came here who was brought everything that you need. Plus, I got information on our very first ancestor that came here who was brought in Charleston, South Carolina, and brought to what was called Reeves Township, mm -hmm. which is now Mullen, South Carolina, mm -hmm. back in that time. But she had a stop, too. So I just basically took up the torch and did it a little bit further. So, yeah, that's how my book came about. <laughs> I also, not only your book, but um, just a little piece that clicked in my mind. And if I have to say, um, you brought me a lot of paperwork to the museum. Yes. Um, and I rem remember reading on one page, and I'm sorry if I get the details a little wrong. I don't remember what oh, I did okay. last week. Much of what a year ago. says you were standing on, I think it was your grandma's front porch. Yes. When she said the word Putu. And she's like, <laughs> she's like, Putu, Putu, whatever. And you're like, you, she didn't, it's like you, she didn't realize the gift she gave you. Yeah. That would springboard all of this. And I just remember, you know, there are certain pieces of people's writing. Like in here, I remember the word tack yourself. And and I remember when she, she is that the day it kind of got planted? Yeah. Okay, go ahead. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. <laughs> yeah, my, my great, first of my great grandmother. My great grandmother, she lived to be 94 years old, but she'd had, oh my goodness. And you can ask Miss, Miss Platt. She knew my grandmother. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, Her mind was sharp as a tack. Mm -hmm. And she, I, she always just this randomly, without me even asking, just tell me this stuff that happened back in the day. Um, she actually gave me a meat stole of a lady who she used to um, clean houses for, and she told me how she got that. It was just, and that's how you know she started just connecting people, you know, in my family and stuff, and just saying, hey, you know, grandma going to close her eyes one day, and I feel like one of y'all kids around here who's interested in knowing, and she knew I was that grandchild that always stayed up on her asking her questions. Mm -hmm. She said, somebody needs to know the family history. Mm -hmm. So she literally just, from I was probably like six, seven years old, would just start planting with me to this day. So I can tell you some really some interesting stuff because um, that side of my family came off the Gilchrist Plantation. Okay, which is yeah, here between with, which, which, which is now known as the Macmillan House. Mm -hmm. And that's where that side of my family came in. Yes, I read that when yeah. was Gilchrist. Yeah, and, and then my family basically, they moved off that plantation and flooded the town of Nichols and Lakeview. <laughs> oh, okay, so, so you've, got, you've got strong roots in Nichols and very, in Lakeview. Very, very strong now, roots. Now, is Reeves Township, was it exactly where Mullins is? Is it more North Mullins? Do you know? From my understanding where the actual plantation is at is off Park Street. You okay. Know what part mm -hmm. is at, that's where it was at, and that's where all our family is still is at. Okay. Um, so the historical Mount Olive Baptist Church that mm -hmm. has some seeds into it, but it started off with Nazarene. Okay. And then from Nazarene, they basically kind of dispersed out, and then you know, you know, scattered out now. But the his family membership was our First Baptist Church, which is right across the street from here to Library. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And that's where you got some of your research yes. from? Or your... Yeah, I got some research from his family as well. And his picture is actually still in their church. Okay. So if you want to go see who Charles Reeves looked like, you can uh -huh. go to the church and 
you know, find his picture. And at the archives building, they donated all of his um, records and everything to the archives building here in Marion. And that's why I found the original bill of sale of uh-huh. Putin. Uh, yes. And uh-huh. he was brought for $700. Yes, he yes. Was, he uh, was labeled as a breeder. Oh, mm. gosh, that's kind of sad. So if you know the history of what breeders were, they, mm. they was big, strong, masculine Stra- men. Yeah. And the slave masters, just they wanted more strong slaves, just uh-huh. like them. So in their head, it was like, well, let's take our strongest woman and our strongest male and breed them. Mm-hmm. And they multiplied that way okay mm-hmm. and um I, and i'm really amazing it, it you're like you say with him being labeled a breeder that you kept your family unit intact and you've got got your history as much as you were because it seems like everybody would kind of be displaced at the pleasure of the, the slave owner of course yes. and um and it's and i i know it's probably still with you know family members that maybe has been sold off or Gaps anything like that yeah. that we you know we probably would have to still piece together um, I don't think um, between the three of us, we have not identified the actual tribe okay, yet so that not. he came from. Are y'all still looking? We're still looking. Okay. Um, I know I'm personally going to do an ancestry test, but it's kind of expensive. Mm-hmm. So trying to save my coins so I can do that to kind of see exactly where my bloodline comes from at. But from my understanding, he was the son of a chief, though. We do mm-hmm. know that much. Okay. You just don't know which tribe. You just don't know what tribe. Um. How has it changed you to know all of this information? I don't know what tribe. Um, how has it changed you to know all of this information? Um, first and foremost, I'm going to be honest, which I'm a very blunt person, as you know. <laughs> <laughs> um, angry. Okay. It's probably my very first emotion. Mm-hmm. Um, because, and no, I tell no offense because I love all people. Mm-hmm. But my thing is, when you look at the Caucasian race, when you look at the Indian race, when you look at the Hispanic race, you look at just all the other nationalities around us, everybody has something, a source to go back through. They know where their people came from. They talk their native tongue. Even though we all speak English, they still have a native tongue that they speak. Mm-hmm. We don't. Mm-hmm. Um, secondly, um, excited was probably my second, you know, emotion. Because my thing is now I have something to feel confident and say, you know, I know it's a little bit of piece of my history of where I came from. And also something I can pass down to my nieces and nephews for right now because I don't have any kids. Mm-hmm. But even when, when I have kids, even passing down to them mm-hmm. um, to continue the legacy. And then it and the third thing, it really just challenged me to just really push forward. Because my thing is a lot of the slaves that came through the trans, you know, Atlantic slave train, they didn't survive. A lot of them just, you know, they, they killed themselves because it was just harsh treatment just trying to even get over here. Mm-hmm. They knew what they was going to be in bondage for the rest of their lives. They, mm-hmm. they, they killed themselves from there or they were just killed by the hands of the, you know, the slave masters and slave trains. So for at least one of my ancestors to make it that far Absolutely. and to now produce, oh God, when I say <laughs> The Reeves clan is huge as the Reeves clan is to produce hundreds and hundreds of people of, you know, this one person that just showed me his strength and his resilience as mm. a person. So my thing is, it has challenged me to really, I, I don't have no choice, but to keep pushing for it. There's no reason to give up in okay. certain things. So yeah. you your, your, everything that everything I do. You do. <laughs> everything that I do. And, um, 
I thought we'd go over um, just a few. What are some of the? I know you you um, have a nonprofit. Yes. What are What are some of the things you you do in Mullins for the citizens? Um. Well. Um. First of all, I'm the CEO of Well Management Company. I'm a brand strategist. So basically, I help corporate, small business, and nonprofit organizations scale their businesses up to where they need to do in the capacity they need to take it to. Mm-hmm. That's my entrepreneur side. Mm-hmm. Um. Then I have my foundation. NWM Benevolence Foundation. We do a lot. Um, philanthropy is number one. That's our North Core goal. If you need anything from utilities, rent to be paid, food assistance, disaster relief, okay. um, mentoring, we do some of everything. Okay. Yeah. Very good. And I started that back in 2016. Okay. So in the mentoring, um, it's, I'm sure it's young people. So yes. Kind it's of, young, COVID's kind of affected y- that. Yes. We started off with young girls um, 12 to 18 years old. Um, and basically, we used to have them take different workshops with them for college readiness, entrepreneurship, STEM. Mm-hmm. Um, but of course, COVID, yes, has hit us hard. Mm-hmm. So now it's virtual. Mm-hmm. Um, but what me and my um, board of directors have decided to do now, if, um, you haven't followed me, we've been giving like free laptops out in the community. Mm-hmm. We've been, you know, making sure the kids are fed, you know, they need food, um, school supplies, we have big school supply drive. Um, so it's kind of making this kind of fun even during COVID, but safe. <laughs> oh, yeah, safe is, the, safe is the word. Okay. Um, I got one odd question to ask you. What okay. would be one thing you would want people to know about you that that nobody just knows? What is one thing about you that nobody would somebody would just not guess? I'm an introvert. I was fixing that. You told me that the first time we met, that you don't – that your nature is to not give yeah. and, to, and to be off to yourself. And yeah. nobody would believe that. Mm-mm, not, um, I told people that they look like, <sighs> what? I'm, I, I, every single day I have to fight to do the things that I do. Um, but my heart is so big that mm-hmm. I cannot not do it. Mm-hmm. But I am probably one of the biggest introverts that you probably ever meet. When I get home, I literally shut completely off. My dad always joked around with me. He said, do your boyfriend know that you most the grumpiest little, meanest little things walking around here in the morning? And I was like, because but only people who are close to me know uh-huh. that I like my bubble. And it comes with a lot of heartache and a lot of pain in my life, too. I battled with depression for seven years. Mm-hmm. Um, and out of me fighting out of my depression, my introvertness kind of consumed me mm-hmm. and um yeah <laughs> well I think intro- introverts just because because I am too and I thought of it when first time I talked to you I said um yeah <laughs> well I think intro- introverts just because because I am too and I thought of it when first time I talked to you I said she did something that I did in my 20s that I don't think you realize you talk really really fast yes and part of it is you're like let me get this out really really fast um but I have high function anxiety yes that's what my therapist told yes. me um, and um but the thing about it is if you're really introspective you really care about your community and all of the whatever things you care about you care about them with full force and you have to do something about it. If not, mm-hmm. it makes you, you know, and so you can definitely see your, your, how much you love Mullins and Marion County <laughs> and how much you do. And, and like I say, we have her book, um, here in the library and it is amazing. It not only tells her, um, distant, you know, her distant past, but it also tells about your family life yes. and things like that. Yes. And, and I, I'm, I, 
I'm sure it's not off limits because you put it in the book, oh, but, no, um, no. you know, you is to help my biggest thing. I'm all about breaking generational curses and generational mm-hmm. cycles. Um, and one thing, especially in the black and African-American community is stigmas and a lot of stuff. <laughs> we, and we're not understanding that we're carrying those generational cycles from generation to generation and we have nobody to break them. Mm-hmm. So in my book, I talk about, you know, the family tree and, you know, breaking those cycles and stuff mm-hmm. like that. And I and I reference it back to Putu a lot on his strength and how he, you know, took the things to carry that torch and that strength. But some way our family just kind of, we lost that cycle. Mm-hmm. We lost that, you know, that fight that he had. We lost the fight and it just basically become generation after generation is just stagnant. Mm-hmm. And I consider myself the black sheep of my family. But my thing is, I want to break those curses. So it has to be where somebody stops. And that's where with our reference of the, a lot of those tips within my book to really help another family say, hey, you know, if somebody is out there like me and maybe I need to be the cycle breaker as well. Well, and that's what I thought of the book. Um, yes, it does take a, a broken. It's what I took from it the most. I know it was it may have been meant for you to take something else is. Look at who I am, but I was just as broken as you are. And look at what I've achieved, even at, in spite of, or maybe because of that brokenness. So, anyway, I, you are a great inspiration to us all in our community. And it's great to be inspired by somebody so young and so full of life. Because you are our future. Um, like I say, it's... Um, and do you have anything else you would like to say? Or? I just get tickled every time you say that. <laughs> Oh, I tell my husband stories about you all the time. And I was like, oh, no, you need to be her Facebook friend. But never mind, because that way I can tell you the story. You know, you know, you know it. And, um, and then maybe because I have a daughter your age. And um, I kind of like where that your generation, I feel like, is the first that's not bound by you know, you're kind of blazing your own path, and it, yeah. it's refreshing to see. And like I say, you've got to read the book. You can, yes, you can sit down and read it in a day. Yes. You, you're going to go right through it, um, and it's really going to give you an insight of one of our um, the great women of our community. Absolutely. I thank you guys for allowing me to share my tidbits and follow, you know, my Facebook, um, NWM Benevolence Foundation. We always host any events. Um, matter of fact, we're doing a ham giveaway this Friday. Um, so, and you know, just join the movement. Yeah. Don't be silent. You know, just stand by me and let's work together to make Marion County better. Absolutely. Thank you, Kelly. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, my. Thank you all for joining us on this episode of On This Day in History, and a very special thank you to Kelly Williams for being with us today. If you have an event that you would like to hear covered on On This Day in History, please reach out at 843-423-8300 or leave us a comment on our Marion County Library System Facebook page. Until next time.